1: to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: Hey, it's the podcast guy. Sutton United talked on on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. And there it is. Southern United at the GF Fox Conference
1: have put down first division property city. Winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. What a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side. They've had their moments before, but never won like this. But the whistle goes now. Do like for Sutton United. Sutton United, the National League, are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup. No longer English football's perennial non-league club. A 123-year crescendo reaches a new. P- for Sutton United, who are promoted to the Football
0: League for the first time. Hello and welcome to the Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sunday service and joining me today is two debut boys. So we have got Neil and Leon. Hi guys, how are you?
1: Hi, fine. Great. Thanks, Mike. Good to see you on screen as well as in person. (laughs) Lovely.
0: (laughs) yeah that's nice
2: to nice finally make a debut
0: yeah absolutely on the, I mean, on the podcast yeah <laughs> well i've been hassling neil for a little not neil sorry neil you, you came to me the other day and i was like oh that was a bad timed email um, and leon i've been hassling you for a little while because you were one of the first to kind of retweet me and, and and push it out there so i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get you on at some stage as well um so thank you both <laughs> for, for all that uh, everyone listening, we are live on uh, the normal places, Twitter, um, YouTube, and Facebook. So if you do have a comment, give us a shout. Um, apparently I've worked out how to read them on Twitter now because it wasn't as simple as it should have been. I'm not saying I'll remember to look at it, but apparently I know how to do it now. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining. Um, just give us a little bit of history because as I say, i have not, not spoken to our review um, before. Uh, Neil, if I start with you. Um, just tell us a little bit about your Sutton United um, bad luck I mean history not not bad luck um, <laughs> you, you, you let something slip yesterday which was a mistake
1: but... <laughs> it was a mistake yeah I think that's very much the kiss of death so yeah so uh, as I said to you yesterday sort of uh, you know I've been a long-term fan but I don't really regard myself as being a proper fan until sort of like the recent last sort of 10 years or so so my uh, father was born in Cressingham Grove in Sutton in uh, in the 1930s. So he used to go along with his father and his uncle and his aunt. And they would also go to Millwall games. So that would uh, because they had a family business in Bermondsey. So that was the connection. Uh, my fa- I don't know whether this is true because my father has <laughs> passed away now. But he claims to have been a ball boy just after the uh, Second World War. The 1945, that's sort of when he was about 13. He used to play for one of the sort of Sutton Junior teams, So and they got to be ball boys in turn. So he was always raving about Charlie Vaughan from uh, the 1940s. So I used to hear about Charlie Vaughan, you know, every time. Everybody was never be as good as Charlie Vaughan. No. (laughs) Uh, So I think I went to my first game when I was about five or six on the back of my father's old motorbike. He used to... uh, we lived down in Hawley in Surrey, so he used to take me along to games when it wasn't too cold, because my mother was convinced I was going to catch a cold. And uh, he would take me along to, to various games if I behaved myself. And I seem to remember either being standing on his shoulders or he used to hold me uh, on the fence in front of the old cinder track. And that was how I could see the games. So, sort of my first sort of players that I really sort of liked from the 1960s, I sort of remember sort of Larry Pritchard and Trevor Bladen and John Faulkner. And then sort of later on, sort of the heroes were sort of Paul McKinnon and Trevor Bladen and Mickey Joyce. But I think sort of the recent players, I think my favorites were sort of Andy Scott, Efner Nakoku and uh, Rory Deacon from the, the most uh, you
0: know. more recent history.
1: Yeah, but as I said, really, sort of, I, I I went to a few games. My dad would take me along to all of the big games, but unfortunately, this is the bit uh, Mike was alluding to. He he stopped taking me because I tended to be the piss of death. Whenever he took me along to a big important game, we'd invariably lose. So the two cup finals. Um, the Wickham semi final in the trophy when we'd gone and won at Wickham, which was almost unheard of, and then lost 4 0 at home. He took me to the Coventry game because he didn't believe we mm. were going to win that, so it wouldn't mm. make any difference. <laughs> but of course, <it> <laughs> but, but uh, you know, so we won in that, so, you know, we won on that occasion. And as I said to Mike yesterday, I used to be very careful about when I decided to go to a game because invariably it would end in tears. My father died sort of in the early 2000s, so I hadn't been for many years. Been <coughs> university, moving down to Gloucester, family commitments, and all that sort of thing. I was generally somebody who used to follow it in the newspapers, and uh, you know, pre-internet, so I didn't. It was it was many years before I started to go again regularly, really to sort of re, you know, reunite many sort of childhood memories of my father. So I sort of became. A better fan in the 2000s, but it's only sort of just recently that I've started to be able to go to games, away games, and things like that. So I've probably been to about half of the games this year at home, and I've managed four or five in the Wembley game away. So I do re- actually regard myself as being sort of more of a more of a proper fan now.
0: <laughs> Get your little badge. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say about the ball boys. It, it was it was. Likely to be very true because obviously the the, the track I meant the pitch was miles away. So if the ball went off, we did have lots of ball boys running after them because they <laughs> needed to be very fit. Um, and Leon, let, let, let's let's hear your connection. How how did you um, start yes. supporting Sutton?
2: So as like Neil, um, I only regard myself as a proper Sutton fan in sort of recent years. Um, I started probably in Sutton, probably around 2016. Um, that was because. My, myself i i still currently play football i've always played football my my sort of whole life so um just around the area i knew certain <laughs> players so the first player that i sort of licked myself with something with was bradley hodson Adoyi, and mm-hmm. brother callum so yeah we were sort of
0: around it's it's the other way around callum's yeah, Callum's, yeah, Callum's brother, is his brother. Yeah, yeah, Callum. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Rally's the older brother. Bradley's more important
2: than Callum. Rally's the more important brother. He played yeah, for Sutton. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I knew of him, and one of my best friends um, was brother of Byron Harrison, who Sutton had on loan oh, for yeah. a couple games. He played about 13, 14 games, scored a couple.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I, kn- I knew his brother. So and obviously, he he played for Sutton, so I was quite. I, I live. I sort of always lived around South South London, and then four years ago, I moved to Sutton. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm now local. So um, and it's always been a nice area. It's just been nice people in Sutton, and then the football team. I just started following them more and more over the years. So this was before the um, FA Cup game against Arsenal. So before yeah. that. I, I was in Sutton so, and I just became a bigger and bigger fan. Um, as I lived in Sutton, went to more and more games and enjoyed it. So I'm here, here for life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've said this lots of times, to people, you get these little connections and then they suck you in. They just yeah, they you suck in you in and you're like, yeah. and you're like this, this, this club is not right in the head and it fits everyone <laughs> for some <laughs> different level. Um, but yeah, what you said about the players, it's all, I find it interesting, I used to run various different Sunday teams. And I find there's loads and loads of players in this in, area, in just loads of football players at different levels, but it's so incestuous because everyone knows each other. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, once you catch one, you can then start getting more and more uh, players in. It's, it's, it's really good. And I think that's happening sort of in the ranks because you hear about the connections. I didn't realise that Will and Ben had a connection at Wolves um, and, and so yeah. on and so on. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really good. But yeah, the, the club, fantastic bunch of weirdos um i don't know if either of you went to or, or saw any really the, the the pictures of the awards like last night um it yeah.
1: on the website because it was interested to see uh, who'd won what yeah um, and i wouldn't disagree with ben virtually uh,
0: you know sweep, uh, sweeping board yeah yeah but i think the biggest story for me was the the, the tambourine was sold for 775 pounds that's expensive uh, tambourine <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Okay, and then it, was donate, then it was donated straight back to the club. So I don't know who actually did that, Ian, but um, yeah, it's just a brilliant, very sudden story. Um, but we do kind of have to um, talk about the game. Uh, that's what we're here for. <laughs> it was not a great time of the season to put in that kind of result. Um, it's, again, had it happened in August brushed it off whatever it's fine move on um but just for the last home game this season and took us out of our hands for the very first time for a long time
2: yeah i think it was with the expectation i think sort of going into the game i think everyone was on a sort of high from the crawley game mm -hmm. um and we thought okay last home game of the season we're gonna sort of Bring it to them, give it to them, but obviously the performance didn't really match that. Um, so I think it was we we was on the high, and then the performance sort of brought brought us back to earth, kind of thing. Um, sort of with the promotion push, and but that's just football; that's how it goes.
0: Yeah, I mean to go into a match against Bradford City as favourites is yeah. is just ridiculous, and and to have that sense of disappointment. Um, but I know you and I spoke a little bit before the match, Neil. But what, what were you thinking of the first half? I mean, it...
1: well, as you said, as I think I said to you before the match, I wasn't feeling confident. I hadn't got <laughs> a good, I hadn't got a good feeling about it. It Just you know, some I get these gu- gut instincts, and you know, it's easy with hindsight to say I was right, but uh, you know, started brilliantly the first minute or so. You know, that could mm. have so easily, um, you know, with that shot bending and just hitting the outside of the post. Mm. Um, but after that, I think Brantford had three shots in the first five minutes. And it, it was a bit like the Crawley game, but Bradford converted, Bradford converted it. I thought they looked a very, very good team and they worked us out. I think that was, you know, Mark Hughes is, you know, he's no, dumb, he's no uh, dummy. And I think he'd worked out the way to sort of um, stifle us. And they took advantage of the huge amounts of space that we got in, in midfield. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I hate to say it, but I think Harry went Mm -hmm. absent and he was dropping far too back. He was sort of playing more like a sweeper in front of uh, the back four and uh, they just took advantage of that space. They were fast. They passed quickly. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, whenever we got the ball in midfield, we were looking to sort of pass the ball sideways or back. We weren't looking at that forward quick pass. Mm -hmm. So uh, we negated it. I I think it was inevitable that... uh, they took the, uh, you know, they took, uh, they deservedly took the lead. And I don't think anybody begrudged it. But uh, And uh, the other thing I said to you before the game, Mike, I, missing Joe Kizzy, I thought was key. And John Barden just, he that was his man. He didn't pick him up and he nodded it, you know, he nodded in a very good cross, but he got ahead of John and just uh, he couldn't really miss.
0: Yeah. And Leon, your any
2: your thoughts? Yeah, so same same as Neil. I thought uh, midfield did cost us quite a bit in that game. It wasn't as tight. I actually, even despite the win um, at the Crawley game, I still thought our midfield wasn't as solid as it could be. I think the results sort of hid that. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I think that's where Bradford found, found us out. Um, and as uh, as as Neil said, also Kizzy's he's been a massive miss. Um, I, I I I play right back, so I'm, I'm a bit critical of of um, John, <laughs> but um, he 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 did have a sort second half of the quarter game. He had a better uh, second half in the quarter mm-hmm. game. Uh, but yeah, Bradford, we, we just came out. Yeah, I was on the side where will hit the post. but I feel like we came out just really slow. It was. Um, there wasn't much of a plan in the first half. We just couldn't keep hold of the ball as well. We just kept on giving away the ball. So they they deserved the the, the first, sort of, that first half. Yeah. So, yeah. It, no, it just, I- we just didn't seem. I, it was sort of that. <clears throat> I think we had a bit of fear going in that half. I think the expectation as well. It, was, it kind of had that little bit of a Wembley sort of feel of the expectation yeah. of w- w- this is a big game for us uh, in the pro- playoff sort of push. So, it, it could have been a bit of nerves as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: think we looked nervy. Mm. You know, the first minute aside, you know, the whole of the first half, we looked nervy. We looked indecisive, and uh, it became. I think it also became it became apparent. I think we're actually cover- We're carrying a few more injuries than uh, than actually Matt admitted in press conferences.
0: Mm. Mm. I'd, I'd say there are some sort of half-fit half, half people running around. John, John, I don't think would have been back in the side had Joe um, not been injured. Uh, yeah, because I don't think John's quite quite there for a match fitness. Um, but all that aside, we obviously hit the post with Will. There yeah. was a fairly big shout of, of penalty for Richie. Um, which I've actually forgotten about until someone mentioned it um, on, on, on think the forum, I think they put it on. Um, I was, I did, and I think Harry said as well, it just didn't seem, us, it was flat. I think then you just said it was flat as well. Yeah. And I was kind of just sitting there saying, um, look, if we can get to 1-0 at half, if we stay 1-0 by half time, I think it's going to switch because for some reason, I've noticed referees do this a little bit. When they've given us not a lot, and I know we were baying for everything, but when they've given us not a lot in the first half, they sometimes come out in the second half, whether they've checked with their linos or something, just to say, oh, was there a lot more shirt-putting than I thought? And then suddenly we've got loads and loads of free kicks early in the second in half. In the second half. Um, yeah.
2: The, 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 the rest performance, um, I don't want to talk too much about it,
0: but yeah, he was, he, he was in,
2: absolutely shocking. Um,
0: yeah. er, erratic and interesting, I think. Um, <laughs> Could be one description. But yeah, he, he definitely tried to sort of even things up second half. Mm. Um certainly with the, the shirt pulling, which was just bizarre. There was, was so ridiculous. much going on. And on another day, if if they decided to stamp it, there, there could have been three or four penalties. I mean, it wouldn't have got mm. to that stage because if it would stamped it out earlier, then they would have got yeah. the message and, and not done it. I mean, Leon, you, you play, and I I've had um mm. um I've had lots and lots of experience with people playing that you just as soon as the referee lets you get away with it, you're just going to keep pushing it and pushing oh, it and pushing it, doing and, it yeah. until he doesn't. Um, and that's why years and years and years ago, when a new referee in a more than district league when I was in, I just said, you just got to stamp it out. First few games, if you yellow card for everything, you'll get a reputation and people will leave you alone. Um, but yeah, he came out second half, evened it all up. Um, just had a comment from Alan um, on Facebook, I think he is. And he said, it's the first time we've heard a ref booed off at halftime this season. Um, and yeah, it was it was just a strange performance. But then because he was evening it up the second half, it just felt like we were screaming for everything. It was just like <laughs> the ball that did it cross the line. No, it was it was quite obviously not across the line, but there was a certain element of doubt in his mind there um, that we could have had him swing it our way. Um Ali scored another great goal. Only thing I'm upset about that is. I think every other time Ali scored two goals, and every single time he scored, he's gone on to score another. And I was sitting there going, "Right, that's it. Now we've won. Ali's <laughs> going to get the winner," and he, he didn't do it. Um, and then for their go, I think Matt, I think Matt said it. Um, Dave got injured; it took a little knock as he was attacking, and that's why he didn't run back. And they, okay. they scored from, from there. Um, and then once it was two-one, I just kind of thought, "The wind yeah, just went through my sails at that point."
2: Yeah, I didn't see us sort of really getting back into it. I was hoping, as I said, in the second half, we had so many set pieces, mm. um, but we just sort of lacked the quality on on them, um, which is, you don't really say that really with um, sort of r- Rob normally on them. So, um, but we just didn't, yeah, we just sort of lacked the quality on those set pieces. I was hoping we'll get, we'll get another one. And sort of go, going back to Ali, um he, yeah, another quality strike. That's like three. What's that? Three in a week. Yeah. Um, the, those type of strikes. So he, he's been. For me, he's getting better and better each game. So yeah, big fan of it, him.
0: Except he needs three more years at our club to develop. Anyone listen? Don't want <laughs> him going anywhere. <laughs> um But yeah, what were your thoughts, Neil? Sort of when that second goal went in, did you did you still have that little hope or
1: distinguished?
0: Um, I,
1: I, I think we were very. I think we were very naive from the from being two one down because I think it We looked to be pushing and throwing everything forward to try and snatch an equaliser, and uh, you know the third. You know the third goal came from Rob could have easily put the ball out for a throwing, but he actually put it back inside, which actually turned out to you know give them possession, which they then exploited. I think that's going to come back and bite us because actually our goal difference was one of the things that might still have helped us sneak a place. We've now dropped three goals on our goal difference. Mm -hmm. I think we've actually sort of put the shutter shutter (coughs) up a bit and actually accepted the 2-1. We could have perhaps sneaked from a corner or a free kick that uh, 2-1. But I think, you know, I think we should have accepted it wasn't our day. It's hard to say, you know, it's hard to do this in the heat of the moment. But with Mm. hindsight, I think we should have accepted the fact it wasn't our day. And in fact, a 2-1 defeat, though painful as it was, wasn't terminal. A 4-1 defeat possibly could be because, you know, there is a conceivably a situation where we miss out on that final um, promotion uh, playoff place on goal difference. So uh, that's my feeling. It shows you how you get in the heat of the moment i didn't realize we were down to 10 men for the last <laughs> 13 minutes or so yeah that that completely mm. passed me by
0: yeah um there was also a point i don't know if you guys um, do look at the other results during during the match um but we i think it was even up to the 80th minute we were losing and we were, we, we I think we'd actually gone up a place because Bristol Rovers were losing. Yeah, Bristol and, Rovers were losing three one to Rochdale, and, and, and then they yeah. started just, yeah. um,
1: you know, and, they were three one down, but they scored three times. We were two yeah. one, down, three <laughs> one down, and we then conceded another one. So that and, showed you the the difference. Yeah. And then Swindon, I think yeah,
0: Swindon were drawing, four, and they were <laughs> drawing as well. So there was a point I was like, okay, we've lost this, but you know what? It's actually not been a bad day because mm. we're all right. And then all of a sudden. Oh yeah, Bristol. Uh, Br- Swindon have equalised, oh, just yeah. taken the lead, and uh, Bristol Rovers have equalised. Oh shit! No, they've just scored a winner. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was a difficult day in the office. But um, I do ask, I've got two myself written down. I think we're all going to agree on one, but um, I asked for some players of the day. So it doesn't necessarily have to be for best bef- like man of the match nominations. It's going to be for any reason we like. Uh, because I make up the rules as I go along. Um, and so I, I've kind of I've got Ali and Omar. Um but is there any other players you can kind of chuck in there so I can have a little poll to see who who gets the player of the day well, nomination? I
1: still thought Will, Will Will put in a shift, and I, I think he always does put in a shift, you know. He came in as I said to you yesterday, might. he came in for criticism sort of after sort of Christmas in January and all that sort of thing. But I think he's he's a confidence player. He gets, you know, the longer he gets a run, the the better he, the better he gets. And, uh, you know, that that was a, though it hit the post, that was still some quality footwork to Mm. bend the ball in the way that he did. So just for that one bit of sheer skill, I'd nominate uh, Will.
0: Perfect. That's all I need. (laughs) Uh, Leon, who who do you want
2: to go Um, for? I'll go for the Defenders Union, even though we can see this ball. Um, I'll go with Dino. He made quite yeah. a lot of saves, um, yeah. actually. Um, it could have been worse, <laughs> because he, there was a quite a lot of shots raining in the first half, so I'll go with Dino.
0: Yeah, he's, he's one of those things. He always. Um, I think back to many, many, many years ago, um, Kevin Keegan was at Newcastle, and they just played West Ham, and he came out and um, was singing the praises of the goalkeeper at West Ham at the time, Les Seeley, and said that was the best goalkeeping performance you'll ever see. And I think Newcastle had scored seven or eight, and the press were like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, <laughs> "He made he must have made fifty saves." Um, so yeah, it is one of those strange things that a goalkeepers conceded for, but actually could it could have been a lot more. So I I, I agree yeah, with you. Yes, fancy I fancy
2: footwork as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I yeah.
1: can I nominate a curveball? Go on, try. Which would be the linesman on the far oh, yeah, side? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not convinced that the two goals they disallowed for offside actually were offside.
0: I uh, know, I think they actually were because the linesman put the flag up and the ref blew the whistle. So that's it, they're offside. <laughs> <laughs> having looked back
1: on the highlights, I'm not so sure, certainly on uh, one of them. Well, I was
0: <laughs> on games like this, I always get a little bit worried, and I'm going to say it now because we've only got a couple of games left. But I worry someone's going to nominate someone on the bench. So, well, they came out of it very well because. Joe Kizzy had a great game yesterday. He didn't play, so everyone's singing Joe's praises, <laughs> and he wasn't even there. Um, so uh, that would be embarrassing. Um, but yeah, so to just finish off, it, it it was another thing that might have added to the um, the nerviness is apparently that is our biggest gate at Gander Green Lane in a league since 1963. So yeah. four four thousand people, four thousand and ten, I think, through the gate, um, which is just mental for Sutton United because <laughs> I've I, 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 yeah, been there many times when there's not even 400 let alone um, 4,000 um, but yeah that, that shows the strides we're taking, 4,000 people I think we've averaged well over 3,000 this season um, hopefully we'll get a lot of them to come back next season and, and, and beyond, I don't know where the season tickets are at the moment but hopefully some people are jumping I know poor Josh over a
1: thousand, it's, apparently it's over 1,000 already oh, that, that's good time.
0: I know my nephew Josh was delighted yesterday because he just dashed out all the money on a season ticket and then had to watch that performance <laughs> just <laughs> after that. So he, he was a happy bunny, um, but at least he got a cheap one. That's fine. Um, and what else was I going to say? Yeah. So the awards night, said so we mentioned Ben, he swept the board. He's got the club player, the young player and the supporters player of the year. He didn't get the players player though, because that went to Joe and then, Gareth Miller, the as they described in the merchandise maestro, <laughs> got the Clubman of the Year. Um, so well, well done to everyone there. Could, um, could we
1: just have a sort of general discussion about how we think that the that the new acquisitions have done over the season?
0: The, what the players? Yeah, yeah. I've, I I genuinely think every single player. I know there's been somewhere. You you could wonder at the levels, but I think every single player has has performed well above what I would expect. Um, And um, I know you mentioned you you felt there was a reason for it, Neil, um, which we'll we'll, we'll come to. Um, But, yeah, I mean,
1: who do you want to start with? Well, I, I sort of got the impression that sort of Matt had recruited with a view to not necessarily playing those players. And I think he was very reluctant to play Mm. Joe and um, Ali initially, but then had to, but I I would pick those two out as being (coughs) absolutely outstanding. And Mm. I would now have those two as possibly, Mm. you know, one of the, you know, the first two that I always would want to see on the uh, on the team yeah, sheet, and nice I always want to see mm. whether they are there because I think they are class, but unfortunately, they're the sort of class that other clubs might come sniffing around, which concerns me. Um, <laughs> so those two, Richie, blows hot and cold, but you can't you can't really. Sort of criticize him for his work rate, which I think is you know is phenomenal he's you know he's committed he plays he plays extremely well extremely hard but it but his performance is 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 up and up and down um Enzio i've I've been disappointed with because again I think he promises a lot more and and looking at the forums when we got in Knox county, he said unless he feels sort of loved. Mm-hmm. He potentially can mm-hmm. go walk about. So I think he wastes his... We haven't seen some of those mazy runs that he used to do with um, with Notts County with, you know, blistering shots. So again, so I've been slightly disappointed with him. Uh, as I said to Mike yesterday as well, I think, Ricky, I think Ricky Corboa is potentially an asset for the future and we've not really made... As much of him as we you know as we could have done yeah Mm. but again and i've left i've left somebody out but i can't think who it is of their five acquisitions
0: oh god (laughs) i'm not
1: counting killian because he's obviously yeah he looks um, he looks a potential uh, star player of the future
0: who we got Donovan. No,
1: no, but we had him we Yeah, Yeah.
0: We signed, yeah, we signed him fully. Um I can't remember. Perhaps I haven't. I mean yeah. I, I think <laughs> Richie I think Richie's um not problem, um, but I think if we didn't have Omar, everyone would be singing Richie's praises. It's just Omar does it a little bit better than, 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 yeah. than, than, than Richie, um, which is why I, I put Omar down as one of my nominations because when he came on, <laughs> it was just that that lift. It was and
1: it was Matt said afterwards he wasn't fit. And yeah. He didn't look fit. He did not look like the normal no. the normal Omar because he wasn't tracking back and. Um...
0: Well, I, I think there, there was that, but I also think the yellow card did not help him at all yeah, because it when he gets early, a card, card that early. It just takes a little bit out. He can't just do that plan back because he's always on the risk of getting a second yellow. Um, but yeah, what he does is is, is just phenomenal for us. Um, and I think, as I say, I think that could be part of Richie's inverted commas problem because we've got Omar that he does it that little bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really good. And You made a very valid point yesterday. You said that there was one person that you felt praises needs to be sung so obviously leaving aside Matt one other person um whose praises needs to be sung for for the way we play this season Neil did you want to share that again yeah
1: I would say you know the the best you know the person who's probably one of the most responsible for our performance over the whole season has been Dundo because I think we are such a fit side there's no way we can play this way unless we're absolutely fit because I don't know whether they ever track the stats of how far the guys run over 90 minutes, mm-hmm. but it must be, must be phenomenal, yeah, because they are literally covering every blade of grass. Normally, when they fit, you know, David is you know at both ends of the pitch, so is uh, you know, so is Omar, so are Richie, yeah. everybody comes back, yeah, and and um. runs mild, yeah, and runs mild. So, I and I think you know that is down to uh that's down to dundo because he is obviously a class trainer look at look yeah. at what a specimen he is and he's got... <laughs> I,
0: w- I was gonna s- I was gonna say that must be really annoying when you're sitting there thinking I can't put it in and this pensioner starts running around the place and you're like oh for God's sake he I've got to do it um, Alan-, Alan said he saw Omar in the bar afterwards and he was in um, a lot of pain so yeah he obviously he obviously yeah. wasn't-, wasn't I
2: don't think I don't think Omar's really been fits. I don't think he's really even fit at Wembley. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's had the trouble for a while. Actually, yeah.
0: I I think we've we've had a lot carrying a lot because we've got such a small tight squad. Yeah. Um, which has pluses and minuses because w- w- what you're saying about potentially losing people, I think a lot of the senior players we kind of point out to these guys that this unit they all get on really really well, and is the grass always greener? Yes, you could go and play football at a high level as Louis did, and he realized actually there's just something not quite right and, and want to back. come back. Um you, you never know. You never know. I just have a worry that if we start losing one or two, it may upset the balance and a few go in different slots. But we we apparently have targets for almost every single position. I, I say apparently, but um, that's what Matt said is he's got targets for every single position, um, which is very still very strange to me to to, to, to know that something United have planned that far ahead. Um, but we will move on. We we are... It's, it's out of our hands slightly, but it's not the end of the world because um, there are a few tough games for people to play. Um, yeah. Swindon-Walsall, I don't think this is a, a gimme that, yeah, no. um, that, that, yeah. that they, they could be. Um, I know it looks very close with Port Vale and... Uh, Mansfield at the moment but they both playing tomorrow as well and yeah. one of them's playing Salford so it could dent their hopes but it could then boost Salford's hopes as well so it's like <laughs> oh actually that's, yeah. that's no good um, but it, yes yeah, it's, although it's not in our hands anymore it's still not the end of the world could have done without Harrogate getting a nice boost yesterday by winning 3-1 against the uh, well they were the league leaders at the time they're not anymore um, and then going into the last game of the season, but hopefully we can we can spoil their party. Um, any any thoughts on on that game? Um,
2: yeah, I just think it's going to be obviously it's going to be a tough game, but I know they're going to go out and give it their all. Um, whatever happens, happens. I think this season it's hard not to forget. Even if we finish 8th or below, it's still a good season. Um, we just came up. <laughs> so I think, it, I know we want to go playoffs and push for um, a promotion, but if, if they get it, it'd be great. We'll be back at, back at Gander Green Lane for, for another home game. But if they don't, it, there's nothing we can do. Unfortunately, yeah, the, yesterday's game wasn't the greatest, but... I think I do think we're going to go out and give it a real good good go and
1: mm-hmm. just
2: just go all out. That's what all, all we can do is go all out and hopefully the results go go our way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I w- I wonder what sort of side actually we're going to be able to put out. Yes, I think you know. Yes. I, I think we've lo- I think we've lost Ben now because uh, he's he's done his knee. So, but obviously we've got Kobe to come in. Um, hopefully, Eastie mm-hmm. was back because he was sort of having a tryout on the pitch before the game yesterday, and he didn't yeah, look. Up. He didn't look too. He didn't look too bad to me. So hopefully, Eastie will be back in um, in midfield. But it's really a question of um, if potentially Richie and uh, Omar, are up, Ricky, Marshall will end up playing up front with Donovan. Yeah, you know, have got tanks as well, don't don't yeah, get tanks. Yeah. T- Tanto does not look he does not look fit. He doesn't look sharp. He doesn't look fit. So I think, you know, I think we've had a wasted season with him. he's only scored what sort of five or six and we haven't seen any of those blistering uh, blistering runs and getting the ball. He just always seems to the ball seems to be always just half a pace ahead of him, you know. Mm. And I think, you know, I think again, how injured he was has been uh, has been not appreciated by mm-hmm. all of us. For him, it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a wasted season in terms of his progression, which has been, you know, disappointing. But uh, you know, we've not missed having a, a out now goal scorer. As I said to you, Mike, yesterday, sixteen different players have scored in the league. When I looked yes. in the programme, it was 17, but I was forgetting the was the We've only had one own goal scored for us this year.
0: Uh, well, that's what we'll have. We'll have a couple of own goals in the next four games. That's what we're hoping for. Uh, but yeah, so I, I mean, I'm hoping that we can... As, as, as I said, um can't remember who I said it to yesterday, this lot, they do seem to... They seem to hate us a little bit and put us through it and then suddenly come up trumps just just at the right moment. So I'm, I'm hoping... Um, almost the opposite of what happened on Saturday um, comes through. Um, we feel that, oh no, we, we lost it. Then suddenly in the last five, ten minutes of games, everything switches around and it goes for us and we scrape into the playoffs because I think we'll be, we would then be that team that has the momentum and the boost of getting there. And um, I think it would line up that we played Bristol Rovers possibly and they think we're rubbish. So that would be nice that we could um, we, we could surprise them a little bit, I hope, clutching at straws. But as, yeah, as you said, Leon... If at the beginning of August someone had said you're going to finish 8th, ninth, 10th, oh, yeah. you would have said, don't be silly, go have a lie down, have a cup of tea, you'll feel better, um, because as long as we finish in the top 20, we'll be delighted. Um, but it would feel disappointing. I know, it, it would it, be, yeah. yeah there's, there's no way you can you can say it wouldn't feel disappointing, but it, realistically it wouldn't be. You'd kind of look back and go, no, this, this is actually a really good season, a great debut season, safe really early. Although we all joked around about the 50 points and blah, 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 we were safe really, really early. Um, and, yeah, we just build on it for, for, for next year and possibly further years on, hopefully. <laughs> if, um,
1: if next year mirrors, you know, us getting back into the National League, then again, there we had a bit of a
0: mid-difficult
1: mm-hmm. start ended up mid-table and then because the following season not so good in the league but a tremendous cut run so um, yeah we could uh, yeah that next year
0: absolutely it's let's we'll take. we're going to need a season of progression because i mean people keep saying oh well, sutton fans you must be in dreamland you're having great season after season enjoy it and it's like well we can't enjoy it because it just keeps happening let's just slow down stop and look and go wow this was really really good um, I feel very jealous of some of the youngsters who are supporting Sutton for the last couple of years. <laughs> so, <laughs> they've just known success after success. Uh, but no, it's, it's a great season. And to think that Matt's only been with us three years today, it's his three-year anniversary. And when you look back, first manager to get us into the Football League, he's finished in the highest two positions we've ever had in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's room for next season to finish in the highest position again as well. Um, so yeah it's been tremendous for us and an amazing amazing journey. As I said that result if it had happened in August we would have just gone okay Bristol uh, Bradford City smashed us so what let's move on um it's it's not in the grand scheme of things it's not that game that m- makes a season. I think you said yesterday Neil, there's a few other games we could have pointed out where we got a draw that we should have had a win a couple of games where we we, we got a draw a, a loss where we couldn't actually, needed a actually draw the, the Rochdale game where we got very excited when we pulled it back to front of 2-2. We got very, very excited. And instead of just going, right, you know what? We'll have this 2-2. Um, we thought we could get it here. And then we got hit on the counter. Actually, had we just settled for the 2-2? Or mm. even that awful Oldham game where they got got back into it and we were like, oh, no, we could still win this. And they scored again. So it's all these little things that we've been a bit naive in places. But we would be because it's the first year we've ever had to yeah. be professionals. So... Yeah, um, we, we've certainly got a lot, the
1: naivety, we've certainly got a lot more savvy about how to win free kicks and all that sort of thing. If you go back to the very first day of the season, you know, that that last injury time winner that Forest Grove sorry, Forrest free free. Then, um, um, they bought that free kick,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. You know, somebody breathed on the back of his neck, but he went down like a sack of potatoes. And because obviously in that torrential downpour, uh, they put it in the box and nodded in when basically there was no visibility for anybody. So that sort of goes back to the very first um, um, day of the season. But we've learnt, we've learnt how to, you know. To be, we found our feet in the <laughs> ball league. and we're, we're playing catch up against a lot of these teams, I look back through the history books, sort of when we got relegated that single season, when we got back into the conference, mm-hmm. we went down Forest Green just finished in the bottom safe place in the National League there, so mm-hmm. it's 20 years, our paths have diversified, but we finally caught them up, we're not that far behind okay they're going up a league now but we're not that far behind we've caught them up and yeah. there's many teams there that were uh, ahead of us at that sort of stage who have now you know disappeared fallen down the leagues and all that sort of situation yeah. so you know yeah, we've, you, come you, a, we've come a phenomenal way
0: yeah I mean it's, you don't have to look too hard it's clubs like Oldham um they'd love to be run like us uh, whether they were playing in national league Conference South, whatever they'd still love to be run the same way Sutton are, and for fans to feel like actually they've, this is, I mean something to this club. I'm not just a, a an annoyance. Um, so yeah, there's loads of clubs that would swap places with us quite happily. So um, it, it's been brilliant. Season, whatever happens next week, obviously I'm expecting a win and um, to sneak into the playoffs. So yeah. that's what the expectations are, boys. <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> uh, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there crying. Um, what was funny is, is loads of fans giving it that we were crying at Wembley um, on on social media, and I'm laughing, going, "Well, yeah, t- technically I was crying at Wembley Way, but it was on the way into the stadium, not the way out of the stadium. <laughs> that's when the tears were." Um, so people just don't get get. Get our sort of our whole philosophy. It's it's just from top to bottom, from chairman right the way down to fans. But everyone's on the same page, pulling in the same direction, and it, that is not the same. at A lot of clubs um, when when you look into it. Um, so it's brilliant time to be a Sutton supporter. It's always been a brilliant time to be a Sutton supporter, but <laughs> this year in particular. Um, but I'm going to wrap it up. Um, I've kept you guys for a very long time. I know there's children and puppies that need to be entertained. So for, thank you both for your time. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Capture and only the socials at Sutton Podcast. And um, we will see you next week, um, or not on Wednesday, actually, where I've got some of the Sutton ladies on. Um, I'm not going to do it live because I'm scared of being bullied live. <laughs> um, so I'll do a video and I'll take out all the bits where they make me look silly. Um, so it might be like a five minute video. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I should have. Um, substitutes permitting, I should have Captain Cindy, I should have Darcy and Fern and Gabby on as well. So, depending on obviously availability, but hopefully, I should have them. So, look out for that on Wednesday late evening, night time. Um, thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you all soon. United! United!
1: United! United!
0: United! Sports Social Podcast Network